Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 3, Season 4 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. But the season's getting underway tomorrow night, Richie. Uh, you're looking forward to the NRL finally being back? Mm, absolutely, Brad. Uh, hope your weekend was your week and weekend just gone and been good. Yep. Um, well, okay. So, yeah. Hey, I won't, I won't bother saying hello to you, Richie, or asking how you are. We'll just throw you straight yeah. in with a question. I mean, all the, all the nicety. Yeah. Yeah. Good mate. Footy's mate. back. Footy's back. I don't want to talk about, you know, people's lives. We've got, we've got football to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, this Eel Storm game coming up tomorrow night, and that should be a massive one. Um, and of course, Friday, can't, can't wait to see you down here, mate, and we can we can get into it. Yeah, definitely. So um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League including our top stories of the week, um, our round one preview, and we make our first picks for the year, Richie. Um, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other, before closing out the show with a look at the Super League. So another meant-to-be-short episode, but we we know what we're like, Richie. It it won't be short. um, So, yeah, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into it. Yep, sounds good. Um, so the first one's quite a big one. Um, it takes up a whole little page on my notes here. But um, after our show last week, the Warriors announced their intentions to expand their pathways by fielding five teams from uh, from 2024 with a sixth team to follow in 2025. Um, they've approached the New South Wales Rugby League about adding teams to the Jersey flag, which is under 21s for, for people that don't know. Um, Harold Matthews Cup, which is under 17s alongside the current sides that they have in the uh, NRL, the New South Wales Cup, which is obviously reserve grade, and the SG ball, which is under-19s. And then, yeah, for 2025, they want to get a women's team back in the NRLW. I've got a quote from Cameron George, so I'll just rattle through that before we discuss it because mm. it's quite a lot. So um, Cameron George, the Warrior CEO, he said, um, this is the next major step forward in resetting the club after being away from home for three years. 
from having no development teams, just the NRL side, we're now aiming to have a total of five teams next year and six from 2025. Historically, it's the biggest investment in development and pathways we've ever had. It also aligns perfectly with our strategic partnership with Pacifica Aotearoa Collective. We're going back to where we always wanted to be, which is striving to become the best development club we can be. So um, a lot of that there, but uh, what's your take on, on the news and um, mm. how do you feel about it? I think it's I think it's great that they're pushing so hard to um, have such a development culture. I guess you could say I was sorry, Paul. I I know we have a bad habit sometimes of plugging other podcasts, but um, I was driving at work today. I was listening to the What a Lad podcast, um, and James Marshall had on Elijah Taylor, and he was talking about um, the period where we had. Um, the Warriors in the grand final 2011, the reserve grade side and the, the under 20 side in the grand final and and how much of a develop, development club we were when Ivan was here. Um, and you look at the SG ball side and how they've started, it just shows the talent we have uh, in, the young, in the young grades coming up. And I think if we get a real good uh, pathway set up, I think it's only a matter of time before we start seeing some payoff uh, in the top grades, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, and um, I will continue your trend on talking about other podcasts. So um, Fonzie has talked about it on his, about just the pathway in general. If At the moment, you've got SG Ball, which is under 19s, then reserve grade and top side. You've got kids that when they hit 20, they have nowhere to go because they, don't, they might not be good enough for reserve grade or top side. And then they'll get Australian teams will come over and say, well, we've got um, Jersey flag. So you can come come sign with us, play Jersey flag, and we'll be have you ready for reserve grade and first grade before you know it. Mm. So, um, and yeah, we've got a comment saying the SG ball squad, 60% of them played Auckland first 15 um, for school. Yeah, so they're trying their best to get as much talent as they can from where they can. And I saw Paul put a question up saying, are these all New Zealand-based teams that we're playing in Australian competitions? Uh, yes, so it's the same model as um, what the Warriors top side have got, Paul. So they're based here, but they go to Australia like every second week to play. Like I think um, due to the flooding, the first SG Ball home game got cancelled, but last week they had their first game on New Zealand soil playing in Pukekohe. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they're going really well. Um and yeah, investment by in or out of flight teams over here. Yeah, I'm not sure how the flight thing works. If the Warriors are paying out of pocket for that or not, I I don't know. Robbo doesn't return my calls. So um, I, I've never been able to ask the question. But I think it's, it's great for the long term. You know, it's all these young guys. Like you said, Richie, though you go back to that last grand final appearance where they had all three teams in the grand finals. That was kind of the the moment where things should have been starting to uh, yeah, blossom. Absolutely. And it didn't because um, a certain CEO at the time decided to let a coach go. Um, but yeah, that's neither here or there, but at least it's showing that they they got their, their eyes on the long-term gains that this should be. And it's essentially what every NRL club should be trying to do. Even if you want to go to the brass tacks about it, if you have a kid that you've developed all that time, you get him to first grade, odds are you're going to be paying him less than what you would if you had to get someone from overseas. That's why the Panthers have all those players 
and now they're losing a lot of those players because now they're getting paid what they probably would have been getting paid if they um, left earlier. So because you can get them on that first deal at a cheaper deal, um, it's mm. going to be better for you. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's no genuine pathway in the Warrior system. That's what they're starting to do now. Um, so it's going to take time. But yeah, at the moment, take the take the best players you can from wherever you get them. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on, Richie? No, let's keep going, buddy. All right. Um, not a lot of news, to be honest. I thought there'd be a lot more um, coming into the first week. But um, John Bateman, who we talked about last week, he's finally arrived at the Tigers. Um, he's not going to play this week for obvious reasons of just kind of getting there and getting into knowing who his teammates are. So um, we'll probably see him earliest would be next week, but I'd say probably round three or four, you'll mm. see Bateman come into the side. Um, thoughts on Bateman? You think he's going to hit the ground running like he did last time or will it take a bit of time? Uh, it may do, but I hope I hope for the Tiger's sake he, come, he comes in and, and makes an impact pretty quickly uh yeah you know the, what we've seen from the tigers the past couple of years has been pretty dismal i think even the the heartiest of tigers fans would admit that um haven't been hitting their traditional mark of ninth place so um yeah i'm sure a, f- a fully fit and firing bateman will help a lot do you think he'll be homesick by the third round simon says i hope not i hope he's here gonna stick it out um, this time yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I think COVID had a bit to part, play part in that before. I think now the fact that you could hop on a plane and go, um, maybe, but we'll see. It depends how good um, the Tigers actually go. If the Tigers are going really bad, he might get homesick quicker. You see, uh, yeah, Jacko said Tigers are chasing the Pommy half who played for the Raiders as well. Um, yeah. Um, I can't even remember his last name now. Got the big beak. Um, Williams, George Williams, right? <laughs> yeah, George. Yeah, I see. I see Hammers here. Um, Evening Hammer, Hammer, and um, hey, Hammer. Hammer Rua got a show happening very soon, um, so I'm sure he's not going to be here for long. Um, interviewing Andrew McFadden tonight. Um, great, great thing to watch after yeah. our show's finished. Please don't leave us early. Um, but um, yeah, I think Bateman's going to be fine. But um, kind of segueing into a former warrior todd payton um has had his contract extended until the end of 2026 um what do you think of that i think it's kind of a a simple decision the cowboys are clearly showing um that they're heading in the right direction with him at the helm so i feel like giving him another three years right now is probably a, a good form of faith from from the head office there and he hasn't really done anything to make you um waver and thinking he's going to do the right job so i think it's well done for him but what's your thoughts on Peyton getting extended oh yeah no brainer and and in my books from what he's done as soon as he's come on board as a first grade coach first with the warriors then with the with the cowboys he's um he's shown you can turn teams around and and have an impact quickly so yeah. no brainer i think i think um having him there for another few years can only help the Cowboys. Definitely. And then um, the Dolphins, after me saying that they're not going to be signing anyone, um, they have um, stolen two from the Broncos uh, in one foul swoop. They signed Herbie Farnworth on a three-year deal and Tom Flegler on a four-year deal, um, both starting in 2024. Mm. 
but um, not bad signings for them. Um, Herbie, I think, has got a lot of a lot of promise, but he just hasn't really been able to do it at the Broncos. He, he's been stuck behind a few players, had some injuries, um, but I think he, he's definitely a good signing. And Tom Flegler um, is just oozing potential. Um, I'm a big fan of him. I would have loved a player like that to uh, make his way across the Tasman. You, you would be a fan of him because he's a front rower and he's a bit of a grub. Um, so ticks all my your, boxes. He does tick all your boxes. But yeah, that's I think that's good good recruitment from the from the Dolphins and a bit of a hit for the Broncos. Uh, Flegler's, uh, you know, he's like you say, a lot of potential. I think he'll be he'll be in the Queensland squad for for a while to come. Definitely. Uh, and Herbie Farnworth, when he's been fit, as you know, he's shown with the Broncos, he knows his way to the try line. He's he's probably all, was almost more consistent than Tony Staggs on the other side. Yeah. Uh, in most cases. So I think that's good pickups there for the Dolphins. Definitely. And Simon's mentioned, he said um, how impressive it is for the Dolphins to have sold 14,000 memberships. That's a good start for the club. Yeah. Um, every, all the struggles they're going through, um, I, I still put all the majority of the fault on the NRL for how little time they gave them to get everything up and running. But um, it's impressive to see the, the backing they've got. Um, it's, yeah, it's great. I'm just hopeful that they have a, I don't see them having a great season, but as long as they're not a laughing stock, which I don't think they will be. I think Wayne Bennett will get them to be competitive. Um, it's just the stock they've got isn't as good as it could be. Um, but that's going to come. Um, I feel like it's it's all about 2024 and on. I think this is just getting some runs on the board this year for the Dolphins and um, getting people into it, seeing what they've got to hopefully lure some big names there um, for next year. But um, speaking yeah, of... If we have big crowds like that and maybe, as you say, you haven't got the, the cattle, so might be losing quite a few games, the match day experience is going to be important. So let's hope they put a big effort into that as well. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then we've got another one, Spencer Lenu um, from the Panthers. He's um, leaving the Panthers at the end of the year, and it isn't confirmed, but it seems all but guaranteed that he's going to be another player that ends up at the Roosters. Um, what's your take on him leaving and going to the Roosters um, of all clubs? Mm, um, we're seeing a few start to leave the Panthers now, and I think that's just the reality of all the success and players' values go up and, and some get squeezed out due to salary cap, but then the irony of that is they tend to go to the Roosters who <laughs> seem to have no cap. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if if that's the case and he ends up at the Roosters, we know the Roosters are looking for, for that next prop coming through that will probably, uh, you know, it's their plan for life after Jared Wadia Hargraves and, Spencer Lenu would have loved him to come here. He's a big, intimidating, scary sort of front rower. Um, would have been great to bring here, but uh, I'm sure yeah. fit right in at the Roosters. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm not as Rooster Sombrero conspiracy theorist with this news as I have with others, just mm. due to the fact that Hargraves. This is going to be his last year. Yeah, um, what he's on is going to be more than what Lenu's on. So it's a straight swap and they've still got money in the yeah. bank. In that scenario, um, 
the some of the others I don't. Um, and um, Kaiser said, "Can you find us on YouTube?" Yes, it's under New Zealand Sport Radio, isn't it, Paul? That's a that's yep. a question for you. New Zealand yep. Sport Radio channel. Yeah. Um, there we go. We're plugging Paul's channel rather than other shows. Yeah. What the other, what the one actually that broadcasts you? I mean, what, what, what wow, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we we had a, a comment in there saying the Roosters trying to cheat the salary cap again. My question is actually in relation to that, so we'll we'll avoid that bit for a little bit more because that's what I'm asking Richard about the salary cap. So, um, well, I'd, also they're looking at uh, um, looking for salary cap relief after yes. Um, so is, is that part of the question or shall I, or, or do you want to call you? No, 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 that, that's, that's not, um, yeah, they want salary cap relief for Angus Crichton who, did we mention that Angus Crichton's taking leave, Richie? I can't recall. I can't, if we did I can't recall if we did either. It was a big yeah, week so, last week. Yeah. So Angus Crichton, um, for personal reasons is taking a step back from footy. Uh, they haven't really said how long, so it, it could be a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, could be the whole season. We're not sure. So, yeah, the well, Roosters have asked. To, um, according to sources that I have at the uh, or, or, or reading from the Sydney Morning Herald, um, <laughs> the, um, it looks like the, at least the first 10 weeks. Mm. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, he's been checked into uh, a treatment facility for bipolar disorder, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, yeah, look, uh, thoughts with him. Um, but I'm asking, do you think that people like uh, Stephen Fry, et cetera, um, have come out saying they've got like bipolar. You can clearly have a very um, oh, uh, productive, active, whatever life once you got it under control. Um, so let's hope he does so. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully it all works out for him. In terms of getting the cap relief, I uh, yeah, I'm not sure because because of who's asking. I, I feel like it would be different. Like the Panthers are apparently going to apply for it for Taylor May being out for the whole year. And that I'm okay with. But the Roosters, we always talk about the Roosters having all this money and not having a cap. So to ask for some money back, kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what what do you reckon? <laughs> I well, feel like I'll say something and then will get us in trouble. I can kind of understand it. Look at it. Put, put that situa same situation against any other team other than the Roosters. And there probably wouldn't be much said about it. So, look, he's apparently on 750k, so um, he's kind of an expensive player, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's normally um, uh, reserved for when people get play, get hurt during uh, rep, rep rugby um, or, yeah. it's, or it's career-ending, which this mm. is either of those. Um, so, yes, it's an injury or, or well, well no, it's, it's not really an injury because it's, it's not concussion. But, um, so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it, but... Um, with head injuries and stuff being more of a getting uh, and mental health being a much higher profile, uh, you can see why they might do it for the because it's kind of the right thing to do from that point of view. Yeah, um, well, I just yeah, it, just them throwing money around trying to get Dominic Young early and things like that. It shows that they obviously have some room in the cap already, um, apparently. So yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure they will because even yeah. Um, but just on the um, media point of view, if the NRL came out and said, no, we're not helping you with someone that's gone away um, from the game with um, mental illness, especially with all the drive they've been doing about mental illness and trying to help people, they have to, they painted themselves into a corner 
in that regard where you you can't say that you're all for promoting um trying to help people with mental illness and then not help if you get my drift so it's going to be interesting yeah indeed all right so before we go into the reviews i've got we finally got a i decided to bring casualty ward back um i've got one more news item if if you've not sort of touched on what news is that about rainbow rainbow jerseys and uh, so josh aloy um has said he likes the idea that um of having a respect round apparently now i'm not quite sure how that differs from a a rainbow round or or, well that's which was kind of respect so yeah looks like um we're already uh painting themselves already kind of uh, heading into uh i guess uh, dodgy waters and are we going to see players um yeah of not of, of not respecting but then or, or not being inclusive and then players not uh and players banning we'll have to wait and see i guess yeah that's we're gonna have to wait and see i don't know if they're going to touch it with a 10-foot pole due to what happened to the seagulls after that um and you know going on a huge losing streak so yeah i don't see um see it happening this year at least i think they're going to wait till the the smokes smokes cleared a little bit before they broach the subject again but who knows? It depends what side of the bed Peter Vlandis gets out on the day. Yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, casualty ward. It's actually quite interesting here. Um, a lot of people um, hurt their calves. Um, basically, everyone on my list is um, a calf injury. Um, but the big one was yesterday, uh, Bulldog Luke Thompson. Um, he's facing six months recovery after injuring his ankle at training. Uh, big loss for them. Um you know, he's, he's kind of been a bit injury prone yes. since he, he joined the dogs, but um, they need they need him up front. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But um, Nico Hines from the Sharks, he's missing this week due to a calf strain. Uh, Josh Papali'i uh, from the Raiders is also out of week one with a calf strain. Um, Josh Schuster from the Seagulls is another player missing round one with a calf strain. And then Dane Gagai is out for the Knights with a hamstring strain. Um, no word on if he'll be back for round two or if it's going to be longer. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on all the calf injuries? So, um, I suppose it's um, a bit different from all the ACLs we had last year. It just, just must be nice to have some calves to injure. Wouldn't know, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Need to, hit some yeah. <laughs> need, to, need to do some more calf exercises. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we don't get too many injuries. Like, we... Casualty ward was kind of a big, a big thing last year on our show because there was always there's always at least a handful of them. So hopefully we don't get too many. But as always, as the season goes on, we'll keep you up to date with any new injuries and returns. So um, that was really all I had for news. So um, we're trying something a little bit different. Um, Richard mentioned it to me that he um, each week when we do the previews, we kind of just say the game and who we pick, but. Um, due to us being Warriors fans, we're actually going to do a little bit more of a, a discussion about the um, the Warriors game of that week. So I've got a picture, if Paul has still got it, where I did a quick run-up of the team. Uh, I'm not sure how great it is to look at. I'll, I'll work on it. But um, Okay. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors are playing the Knights in Wellington um, in Richard's home turf, um, 8 o'clock on Friday night, um, as we've mentioned on the show before. I'm heading down and me and Richie are going to go watch the game um, live. But um, we've got, I'll let you say who the Warriors team is if you want, Richie. Yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'll, I'll do I'll do the Knights. 
yeah, like, look, I just, I always get super excited for team naming Tuesday. So I thought it might be cool to bring along to the, the standoff and share the excitement yes. a bit or, or lack of excitement in some cases. So, um, <laughs> yes, the team for this week named on Tuesday was number one, CNK, number two, Dylan Watini Zelezniak. The centre pairing is Braden Villiami and Adam Pompey. Number five, Amarcelo Montoya. Halves pairing, Timari Martin and Sean Johnson. Adam Fenua Blake, Wade Egan and Mitch Barnett in the front row. Jackson Ford, I think, gets rewarded for his pre-season form. It's a start at 11. Uh, Marata Niakore, number 12. Tohu Harris, captain at number 13. Interchange bench, 14, Dylan Walker. Bantia for number 15, 16, Josh Curran. And the bench is rounded out by Tom Marley. Thoughts, Brad? Yep. Yeah, um, I I did my season preview um, earlier this week and I picked who I would have as my round one team and it was pretty close. Um, there was one switch with players, which I had um, Viliami Valia in for Adam Pompey. Um, and then the others were positional changes. I moved Tohu Harris to my front row. I moved Mitchell Barnett to my second row. And I moved Josh Curran to my lock. Um, but, yeah, I I don't mind any of it. Jacko's mentioned, he says, he doesn't get why the best centre in the club by quite a margin is starting from the bench as a utility. But it is what it is, yeah. I yeah, right now to be honest, I, I had Valia because I like Valia and I liked what I saw from Braden Williami and Montoya together. So I picked them as my centers. But yeah, Dylan Walker is you know an international center in his time. Um but so for that matter is chance. Um so I could see Dylan there. They obviously are seeing something different. Um we won't know till they get out on the field as the cliche goes. Um but overall, bar the Pompey thing, I'm not too phased about the team. Um, the Pompey thing isn't personal. I just feel that he isn't a centre. Um, he doesn't like to pass the ball. I think he's a fantastic winger when he when he's on his day. But I don't see him as a centre. So that's the change I would make. I listened to an interview, Richie. I don't know if you heard it. But there's an interview with Andrew Webster about the team. And he said that Pompey's been training the house down. Um, and that's... A thing we don't get to see as fans yeah. um we don't see every day if someone's really working hard at training and someone's taking the easy route and like cutting corners mm. and a decision like that and um yeah jacko said valia should start way before pompey but um of yeah valia he might be injured maybe he's cutting corners and taking it easy at training and this is a punishment we don't know um but yeah it's going to be it's an interesting hit out um yeah, what did you reckon? Much the same. I I scratched my head a bit when I looked at the scenes appearing. I'm fine with Braden Villiami because I thought he showed some signs, particularly in the first trial. But Pompey, yeah, I don't know that I've ever been a massive fan of him in the centres. I would have gone Valia as well. Um, going back to Jacko's point, I, I, I'm fine with Dylan Walker at 14, I think. He's shown the past couple of years for Manly, he's been really good in that role. Although I see the flip side where if you throw him in at centre, it opens up a bench spot, which could be filled by Metcalf. Obviously, can't be at the moment. So, I think I'm happy yeah. enough with I'm happy enough with Walker at 14. 
I just would have had Valeria, Valeria at four. Yeah, so um, before we talk about the actual game itself, I'll run down the Knights team. And yeah, Jacko's mentioned um, William wasn't that great in the second round. He, he yeah. wasn't, I agree. Um, yeah, and uh, Mark Roberts has said um, he can see that they want the defence in the centres. He was 10% higher tackle effectiveness than Valia last year. Um, Walker hasn't played centre for at least three seasons now. Yeah, that's true yeah. as well. And yeah, yeah, Pompey's a better defender at the centres than um, Valia, that's for sure. Um, and if if we can remember the last game against the Knights, he um, had a field day against Dane Gagai. It was yeah. probably one of his better games at centre. Um, mm. But there's, it depends. I don't know if he's marking. I always get confused with the Warriors numbers because they always seem to be out of position than what the numbers suggest. So I don't know if he's marking Bradman best or not. Um, but who, whoever, whichever one of the two is marking Bradman best, they're in for a busy night. Um but yeah, the Knights team, we've got um, at fullback, they've got Lachlan Miller on the wings. They've got Himmel Hunt and Dominic Young. Um, then centres, they've got Anari Tuala and Bradman Best. In the halves, they've got Kalen Ponger and Jackson Hastings. Front row, they've got the Safiti brothers and Jaden Braley. Then uh, they've got a pretty impressive uh, second row combination of Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and then Kurt Mann at lock. And then the interchange, they've got Phoenix Crossland, um, Adam Elliott, Jack Hetherington, and Leo Thompson. When I saw the Knights team, Richie, um, I was actually a lot more concerned than I was prior to team naming. I kind of went, oh, yeah, it's the Knights, it's, it's fine. And then I saw that team and went, that's actually not a bad team. Um, I was on, um, so we'll, we'll piss Paul off again. I was on a show with Hold the Ball last night and we <laughs> talked We talked about the um, this game and the, and the team and I said, I see a lot of similarities kind of between the halves of these teams. You've got Tamari Martin and Jackson Hastings, which you kind of know what they're going to do. And then you've got the more X factor in Ponga and Sean. And the winner of this game could be down to whichever one has a better game out of those two. Um, There's more, more elements than that, but I was just trying to break it down. If Ponga has a good game, he's been a bit patchy playing in the halves. Yeah. Um, If he, if he's on, um, it's gonna- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. be very tough. And then on the same token, if Sean does a 180 from what we saw in that last trial and um, brings, brings a bit more... Um, control to the game then it could be fine at all as always as all games should be it basically is all down to the guys up front but um 
that there is going to be hard too because I'm still not sold on Barnett as a front rower. But um, what's your take on the team? And then we may as well jump into what we actually think is going to happen with this game. Mm. Uh, I like. I think if Ponga goes well in the halves this time around, I think that's a nice looking spine. They've got an exciting looking spine. They've got building. Um, Lockie Miller looked exciting in what limited times we saw him playing last year. Um, yep. Hastings, we know what what he can do. So if he's the right fit to partner Kalen and let Kalen express himself a bit more, and Jackson can be that that solid uh, playmaker and and playmaker that leads the team around, which I think that role fits him really well. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Written down on paper, it, <laughs> it looks a little more intimidating um, when you see it written down. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we're on our game. We've, we've also seen Bradman Best give us a bath um, in the past couple of years as well. So I'm hoping yeah. the, centers, the centers are switched on. Yeah. So um, what do you reckon? Um, I've picked the Warriors. I think it was flip a coin moment. And I've basically gone, um, it's in Auckland. Oh, not in Auckland. It's in New Zealand, sorry. Um, and the Knights haven't had a good track record in New Zealand. I don't have the official stat, but I think it was like two of their last 12 games in New Zealand they've won. And the Warriors have a habit of going win-loss, win-loss in first round. So they lost in the first round last year, which means they're due a win this year. Which is, you know, that that's the most sophisticated way of predicting a game I can do. Um, <laughs> uh, but what do, you, what do you reckon? I've got no sophisticated way of tipping games. I pretty much, um, you know, just take a guess. But, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think Warriors as well. Extremely biased, of course. Uh, but, yeah, home ground advantage. Um, and just me being extremely hopeful because I think this this is a a 50-50 game, I think, when you look at both teams. Um, both teams with new members of the spine, so there'll, there should be a period of both teams getting used to playing with each other. Yeah. Uh, so oh, there, there you go, Rich. I thought we were about to say, I think this is this is our year. I thought it was what you were going to say. Oh, yeah. I've exhausted that saying throughout the years. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, Mark Roberts has said 13 plus to the Warriors. Ponga has only had 40 minutes of game time. The Knights have the walking suspension on their bench in the 16. Hope yeah, you're right, mate. Hope you're right. <laughs> I'm actually hopeful too because um, when we were on Ruin Hammer's show last, last week, plug again. Um, we did the, the 23 predictions, and one of my predictions was that Jack Hetherington would be Simbin in his debut game for the Knights. So I need him to get a Simbin in this to get that prediction ticked. Um, and yeah, Jacko mentioned, yeah, the Aucklanders wanted a concert in Auckland, which is why they're playing in Wellington. Um, I think it's good. Uh, for people like you, Richie, what's it going to be like? This is the first live game you've got to go to since before COVID. Um, you know, I'm absolutely so, fizzing, mate. I'm fizzing. Yeah, so it's um yeah it's going to be great. Uh, the last time we got to go to a game in Wellington was the last game they played there in two thousand nineteen, I think it was. Yeah, against the Sharks. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the the seven hour drive that I'm doing on Friday morning. But um, 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a great result for the team. I think nothing worse than driving all that way for a loss, which I think is what I said to you um, in 2019 when we did the trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. And yeah, Mikey said time for some faith again. Um, yeah, this is, I'm being a bit more settled this year. Um, the faith is in there somewhere, realistic. Mikey. It is, yeah. I wouldn't be driving eight hours if I thought this was a useless team that's going to be rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully um, they give us something really good to talk about next week, Richie. Have, have you said the roads haven't all been washed out and you actually can get to Wellington now? I'll get there some way, Paul. <laughs> I, nothing nothing stops me from going to a Warriors game. So. There we go. So, so yeah, so, so Brad, Brad's planes, trains, and automobiles story we're going to have uh, next week. Yeah, if I get stuck somewhere, I'm sure I'll put it up on Facebook um, on my little journey. But um, we may as well go over the rest of the games um, before we move on. Um, mm. So I gave you another picture if you got it there, Paul, of the fixtures. There we go. Um, so we've already picked it. Um, Simon, I don't know if you wanted to do tips again with us, but if you Come do, on, Simon. Uh, write them down and I'll keep track of them again like I did last year. But, um, yeah, first up, obviously, tomorrow we've got the Eels versus Storm. Um, I myself have gone with the Storm. Um, I just think every time I picked the Eels last year, they, they did me dirty. So um, I'm avoiding them as much as I can. And it's well, the storm. They're going to do your dirty this time, Brad, because you obviously haven't looked at the recent form between these two teams. Okay. Mate, did you, you ever pick that? I'm going Eels. I, you're going Eels? Yeah, I don't care about the past, mate. It's, it's all about the present. <laughs> um, and then we obviously, we've already picked both of us, the Warriors, on the next game. Yeah. Um, the the second game on Friday night is the Panthers Broncos. I've gone with the Panthers. Um, I I think they're a better side than the Broncos, and I think they'll be hurting from losing to St Helens. <laughs> yeah, Panthers, Panthers. Come on, Mark. What kind of comment is that? Honestly, some people. <laughs> um, first game on the on the Super Sad Day is Seagulls Bulldogs. I've gone with Seagulls because Turbo's back. Turbo to pull a hammy early, Bulldogs with the win. Yeah, and Simon's given me, he's gone for the Storm and the Warriors. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, Mark, you said my favourite team's got to buy this week. Um, yeah, so you're going with, um, did you say you went Bulldogs? So yeah, you, okay, you're, you're buying into the hype a little bit early, but okay. <laughs> Um, second game on said day, we've got Cowboys Raiders. I've gone with Cowboys. Um, sorry, Simon. Um, I think the, the Cowboys are building something and the Raiders haven't really impressed me much in the trials. So I have to give the Cowboys the edge at home. Yeah. Sorry, Simon. I've gone Cowboys too. Um, home game for Cowboys as well. Uh, then the final game on said day is Sharks Rabbits. I've gone with Rabbits because Nico's not playing for the Sharks. Yep, same for the same reason. Yeah, I had sharks, as we know from our prediction show. I had the sharks winning everything, so um, the moment the the golden boy uh, went off, I was in trouble. Uh, then uh, the first game on Sunday is the Dolphins versus the Roosters, um, in a game I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching for the Dolphins' first official game. I've gone with the Roosters though. I think the Roosters' um, side's too strong. So I think, yeah, I think the Roosters are going to be the first team to disappoint the, the Dolphins. Yeah, yes, I think so too. Roosters. Roosters. Oh, and Simon is gone. 
Raiders and Seagulls. So I'm just writing them down in my little handy-dandy notebook. Um, and then the last game is Tigers-Titans. I've gone with Tigers. Um, yeah. I think the Tigers have got a good team um, compared to what they've had. They're at home, and the Titans, I feel like they haven't really done much in the offseason to make themselves mm. any better. Yeah. So it was always going to be a, a flip of the coin game for me. Um, but I think with Api Carousel and all those guys coming to the Tigers, they've got the edge. It, yeah, it feels really weird picking the Tigers to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm going to tip them as well. Wasn't it the last time these two teams played? It was one of the most boring games of, yeah. of recent memory, wasn't it? Like, it was like super low scoring, wasn't it? It was like it was the... six all at one point, and then yeah, it, it was, was something one late. Something yeah, disastrous. Hopefully, it's not um, like that. Is this, is this yeah. in, in Benji? We trust as he starts his coaching career. Maybe. So he, Simon's gone. Dolphins and Titans. Uh, who did you go for? Sharks, Rabbitoh, Simon. Um, we haven't got that one. So um, while we're waiting for him, there we'll talk about the the best game of the week. Richie, uh, the Dragons. They have got the buy, which means we don't have to watch any Dragon games. But they pick um, up the two points, though. They do, unfortunately, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> so we might, yeah, I do. I've got this little little notebook. Um, it's got all of our tips from last season in it as well. Um, it's the only way I can make sure it's all here and I'm not cheating. Um, but yeah, okay. And Simon's given us rabbitos. Okay. So um, looking at it, Simon and myself both went for the Storm. You went with the Eels. All three of us went for the Warriors. All three of us went for the Panthers. Simon and me went for Seagulls. You went with Bulldogs. You and I went Cowboys. He went Raiders. All three again on the Rabbits. Me and you on the Roosters. Simon on the Dolphins. And then you and me on Tigers. Simon on the Titans. So yeah. at least we'll know there will be... Um, yeah, and Mark said, hopefully Brad focuses more on his picks than the fantasy team. I am hopeless at fantasy. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what my team is actually going to be, Mark. So, yeah, um, my tips are always better. Um, you get a 50-50 shot. So, um, yeah, cool picks. We'll, um, I'll tally them all up at the end of the round, and we'll have our pretty picture for next week on who's ahead in the leaderboard. Um, now we'll go to questions. So were there any questions that we didn't already answer, Paul? No, just mine, actually. I'm going to ask you, um, what do you think about having about uh, – this odd number of teams and having a team having a bye, do you think it's a good idea or should they've added two two new teams on just one? Um, I think at the time it's fine because I don't think they would have been able to get two up and running. Um, I don't like it on a fantasy point of view where you've got to now every every week there's going to be a team missing out, which if you've got all a lot more players of one team than another, you're going to get punished for it. Um, so, yeah, I... I don't like it. I'd rather there be uh, an even number of teams, but I understand the reasons why they didn't. Like they they dicked around with the Dolphins. Imagine if you added another team at the same time, and the fact that the Dolphins couldn't get a lot of the players that they wanted. You imagine two teams trying to get a whole roster. It just wouldn't have worked. Um. So yeah, what do you reckon, Richie? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that is what it is. You, you're exactly right about putting two extra teams in and finding enough quality players, players to form a two competitive new, new rosters. So 
it would have been tricky for sure. But I know down the line, the NRL want to do it and they will do it. So um, I just hope whoever the new team is uh, has a bit more luck uh, off the bat than than the Dolphins have had trying to trying to sign up players. Yeah. So yeah, uh, when when will another team be joining? And Simon's response: He reckons uh, in five years' time. There'll be either a team in Western Australia or a second team in New, Ze- in New Zealand. So Richie can have a team down in Wellington, maybe. Yeah, um, they did kind of give a, a soft indication that it would be a, a couple of years away before they would get to 18. Um, but they obviously don't want to say by this date. So it, it's going to take a few years. Um, they need to wait till the Panthers make a whole lot more players that the Bulldogs can't sign before they can get another team in. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about a mistress team as well, Paul. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating on the Warriors. I have to stay Warriors unless the Wellington team won the comp, and then I'd be a day one Wellington fan. <laughs> yeah, well, we know and, um, in black and yellow. So it's, 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 it's easy. Is, is there a black and yellow team in, in the NRL? Because uh, the jersey's already sorted. Well, yeah, the Warriors every now and then, you know. So. Well, <laughs> but that's not their, their proper colours. Um so, Mark Roberts, do you think we're going to be moving the game from Hawke's Bay area after the Cyclone? Yeah, I I don't have an answer, but I am really paying attention to it because uh, we um, we have tickets to that game, Richie and I, where it's the game we're going to meet in the middle kind of thing and meet at the stadium. But at the moment, you can't really get there. Um, it is... It's May 27th. May 27th, yeah. Yeah, May 27th. So there is some time, but I honestly don't know. They may have to to move it somewhere. I don't know where that would be if they decide. Shit, I don't know. Where's the closest Rotor to that Rural. area? It would be Rotorua, wouldn't it, in terms of the, the littlest stadiums? Um, yeah. They would, they would have oh, to do that. Or... Return of, the, um, of, of, of that wonderful province where they merged Hawke's Bay and, uh, um, and Bay of Plenty. Oh, no, no, that, that was, that was Palmerston North, wasn't it? Like, you could, yeah. could, uh, could get, get, get a game in there. You could, you could go to Palmy. Yeah. My, my dad in lives today. in Palmy. So, yeah, yeah my dad lives oh, there, so that would give me accommodation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it would, it would either go to Rotorua, Palmerston North, maybe, or they might just go. It's a Warriors home game. Bugger it, we're taking it back to Mount Smart. Um, it would be. It's supposed to be easiest. They've got they, everything set up there. They know uh, they don't have to try and suddenly find a whole bunch of new stewards um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Mark, yeah. Um, yeah so the reckon, yeah, um, decision has to be made sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a, another another oh, another stab. I'm afraid for the Danny Hawks back. It's just not going to be. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. So. I'd say we'd be talking about it in our new section at the beginning of April, where it either they've <laughs> decided no that it's gone ahead or that they've moved it. I think they'll they'll give themselves a, um like a, a month and a little bit to prepare whatever they're going to do. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And yeah, um, and, and yeah, uh, yeah was, I was to point out your yeah, Hammer really really uh, made a bit of hell hell Mary to try and get one up on the on, on you guys in the first <laughs> the first round of the season. I know, right? And then when we're doing our hundredth, they get the the coach of the Warriors to come on. It, it's 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 disaster tactics here. And I apologise because I know you're going to watch this later. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he says, and he look, and, and they said, look, we're all family. Yeah, it's, yes, we're all a big dysfunctional family. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, they they do a great job over there in all seriousness. So, um, and they have to do it at our time 
due to the time now that everyone's in New Zealand. Um, they have they they don't care about us, Richie. They'll make us come on a show at eleven o'clock at night. But these guys that get paid to do a job for the Warriors get a bit more better treatment and get to go on early. Um, and yeah, Mark Roberts has said before we move on, he um, said if we move it, make it a fundraising event for them. Yeah, if they have to take it back to Mount Smart, you do a, a, a relief fund um, kind of event there for Napier as a, it's not the greatest give back, but, you know, it's better than just saying, well, you can't get your game anymore. Tough luck. So yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I'm sure the yeah, Warriors yeah, are think it's next year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll see more of that. But we've got questions for ourselves too, Richie. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first this this week. Oh, you want me to give you my question? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, a little bit of fantasy talk, mate. Um, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, if I was Roger so, so right, so you, you, misses you, out you, on you're going to you're going you're going to the king of fantasy for your fantasy uh, for your fantasy help, <laughs> Do- yeah, Doctor yeah. Fantasy. Apparently so. He reckons he's not very good, but no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roger Tuovasashek Roger misses out in the Rugby World Cup selection, announces mm-hmm. he's returning to the Warriors. How do you fit him into the team? What does it mean for Chance? We need a new front rower, mate. Um, Chance, Chance can bulk up. Um, I feel like I feel sorry for Chance. I think he's tossing and turning at night with all these things that the Warriors might get him back because he left the Warriors because he was stuck behind Roger. Um, the first time, I think hypothetically, if Rogers does come back, um, he will go back to fullback, and I think Chance would mm. be um, a center. Yeah. I think that's what will happen. Um, but yeah, Simon's also said he's heard Roger might be going to the Dolphins. My prediction on the Rowan Hammer prediction show that was that the Dolphins would miss out on Roger. It would be yet another star signing they couldn't get. Um, I don't, yeah, Mark said RTS plays on the wing, CNK plays fullback, Montoya to centre. Um, and Simon to. says the Roosters maybe. <laughs> um, I I think the Roosters can't. I know there were the rumours that's where he was going to go back, but I think well, they don't care what we say. Everyone talks about the fact that they don't have a salary cap um, and they keep buying players so they don't really care at all so if they want him they'll get him um he'll be on like two hundred thousand a year on their books and getting like two million off it um, yeah the warriors have come out and said that uh look that roger won't be tied to the warriors he can go back to um yeah he can go back to other yeah teams. yeah they see that he's not tied but that um welcome him back so mm-hmm. um it, it'll it'll go i don't know um, I kind of predicted that he'd be back in the NRL in some form after the World Cup anyway. I feel like it's just a, a thing. During COVID, he wanted to get back to New Zealand. Um, COVID's not as bad as what it was, so you can travel. I see him going back. I, I just don't know um, what you do if he comes. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't see him coming back to the Warriors, though. No, nor do I. That's why I sort of I, I, I said, you know, bit of fancy talk i actually don't think he'll come back to the warriors but if he did and um yeah i don't know i'd probably do what you what you said brad yeah and um the last thing i want is to see i I love roger i don't want to see roger back chance move to another position and then tain the 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 young little star we've got on the rise goes elsewhere because the pathway to fullback has gone yeah um so it's it's still for me it's still long-term planning um 
Tuesday. It'd be great to have Roger back, but like Jacko said, he's he's over thirty, you know, so you're gonna yeah. get him back for a year or two. Um, Eddie Mark said sign him on a train and trial. Why not? Oh, that's I forgot that on the news. There's rumors Dylan Knapp is on a train and trial with the Roosters. Yes. Well. So um yeah, give him a train and trial, see if he if he's got what it takes anymore, if um union might have softened him up a bit too much. Well so, it's a, it's a um, train and trial and hire his uh, his his wife is one million dollar a year cleaner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, Jagger said RTS left us. Why would we get him back and cause dramas with the roster? To be honest, most of the roster is gone compared to what he was there before. But um, yeah, I don't see it happening. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, this is recorded. When it does happen, we can all laugh at me saying it. Um, but yeah, I don't think it will happen anyway. But my question for you, we've talked about them already in your question, but with all the Roosters salary cap talk, do you think the NRL should follow the NFL and NBA and have all player contracts public? I think it's it could yeah you could go that way. I t- I don't know whether or not there'd be any kickback with the players and it'd be a RLPA. Uh, well, that, kind that's of currently what's that's currently what's stopping it now. Yeah. Yes. But um, um so from that point of view, I don't know whether it'd work. Also, I don't like like you kind of pointed out earlier. Um, Spencer Lenu coming in, um, they're losing Wadia Hargraves. I think I think there's always a lot of dramatic stories cooked up in Australian rugby league media, and and the Roosters and their salary cap always is a fun one to go with. Um, whereas I, I think they're probably or they should be audited, you know. Audited to a point where it's they're compliant. All clubs should be. So, I think a lot of the time it's nothing more than a bit of a media beat up. Yeah. So the reason I put it this way is the NFL and the NBA do it. You you know exactly what everyone's getting, so they know that they're cap compliant. Mm. Um, and I think it should be public for anything that is in that scenario. Um, but yeah, like, um, but it is the RLPA that's stopping it. They say we don't want the players. You know, it's their job. They shouldn't have their their money publicized. But in the, it is true. Um, it is true that you know you don't really want what you're making public. But um, in the forum where everyone has to get paid under a certain amount of money for the the thing to go, it should be public in my eyes. And then then you could stop all this talk about the Roosters. Like if the Roosters have it there, and you can still cook the books even if you make it public anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if they've got it all out there and you go, well, that's thing. And, yeah, Jacko said transparency is always good unless you want to hide something. And I think that's the biggest evidence, well, I'll, I'll quote, finger quote, evidence about people cheating the cap is the fact that the players aren't comfortable with showing what they're earning um, because they know. Yeah, I, I know that we had the dramas with the Storm, um, Paul, that was probably before your time. But that all the players are like, I didn't know that I was getting paid more. And it's like, you know what's on your contract and then you know what you're getting is different, you know. Um, and, yeah, Mark said, he, how do the dogs, how are they under the cap with all the Panthers? Yeah, it's true. Um, they're getting the same. Magic. They're that's getting tired magic. with the same brush right now, the Bulldogs, because they're making all these signings. As you said, okay, I think then I'll have learned from um, what happened at the storm, and I'm sure that the, uh, the, the uh, that there is proper scrutiny behind the scenes as to what's going on. Also, um, 
the uh, if you have problems with them, if uh, teams would soon know if they go and offer a player X amount, and he goes, no, I'm not. I'm more than that. I'm not going to. So I think within the industry, they would know pretty quickly if 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 if, if one of them was what was was cheating. Um, yeah, but, they are called, uh, they're called the Sydney Roosters. The um, <laughs> the other side of 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 not um, uh, of of not making it public is that it does create all this media, right? Um, and all yeah. this discussion and chat. So, do do they want to keep it just purely from that point of view, um, just to just keep they basically just keep interest and, and, and news stories? Mm. True. I just want it all public. Yes. No. No secrets. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um. But yeah, so that's all I had there. So we uh, that's great for the questions, guys. Um, we'll go into Super League now. Um, Wigan, Wigan have helped me. And yeah, Jacko mentioned that Slater had two contracts at the Storm. Yeah, when you've got two contracts, you know something's wrong. Um, but yeah, that's neither here or there right now. Um, but yeah, round two is commenced in the Super League. Um, Hull KR defeated Salford 24-10. Huddersfield lost to Warrington 26-16. Hull FC defeated Leeds 22-18. Wigan brought out the game of the week. Um, they defeated Wakefield 60-0, um, which made up for their loss the week before for me. Catalans defeated Lee 14-6, and then St. Helens in their first game back in the UK after defeating the Panthers, um, defeated Castleford 24-6. Um, did you watch any of these games, Richie? No, only highlights, mate, but I was yeah. being, being like you, where we'll Warriors fans in every sense, even in the Super League. So um, very happy to see our Wigan get a nice, nice big uh, scoreline like that. Not so great for Wakefield, but um, yeah, no, no, it's good from a Wigan point of view. Uh, yeah, and um, Simon said he was impressed with St Helens winning on Monday morning. Yeah, they're, all, um, they're always impressive. Yeah, um, and I, I think they're going to hit the ground running. Still buoyed from winning the World Club Challenge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jacko said, cheers, I'm not in Super League, so I'm off. <laughs> see you, see you, Jacko. Um, yeah, um, but round three's got some good matches coming up. Um, they've got Warrington versus Salford, Catalans versus Hull FC, Wakefield versus Uddersfield, Hull KR versus Lee, uh, St. Helens versus Leeds, and Castleford versus Wigan. So I think St. Helens Leeds is going to be good. Um, Simon said that Wakefield will be scared to get relegated this year. Um, because yeah, they'll get a very low grading with the new owners of the Super League. Yeah, um, it's it's with that whole new system that Simon mentioned last week about how they're going to grade players. It's really uh, imperative that you play really well this season. Mm. So um, be interesting times there. Um, but anything else you wanted to add before we go, Richie? Uh, no, no, not really, mate. Um, it's good chat as always. I can't wait to see you. Yeah. In a couple of days' time, and then get into it. That, that's yeah, very I asked you. you. I asked you earlier if you're going to bring your bush shirt, but sounds like sounds like no. you're not. So I'm a little disappointed in that. No, as you can see by the empty bookshelf behind me, I'm currently in the process of moving house. So the bush shirt is in a box in the garage right now. So um, yeah, I I don't think I was going to wear it anyway because I'll get more for it when I sell it as I've never been worn. Um, shirt, but it has been worn once because you guys made me wear it on the show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I saw someone was trying to buy one the other day on Facebook for a lot of money, so that's my retirement fund in a couple of years, fingers crossed. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, 
we may as well sign off. We see um before nine even. Look at that. Yeah, God, but, it's not even an hour. What's going on? For, <laughs> for the last last time this season for being under an hour, I would imagine, because we've got eight games to talk about next week. But um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into the show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. And, um, yeah, if you go into the game in Wellington and you see us, pop and say hi. Um, yeah, we'll be there. Come have a beer. It'll be, it'll be great. Yeah. And um, until next week, good night, everyone. 